Let's go. Thanks for joining us, everybody. I'm Jim Gray. Hope you had a happy Thanksgiving. Tommy, how you doing? Big victory. I'm doing great, Jim. Great talking to you. Always fun talking to you on a Monday after winning. Um, especially fun after we beat the Colts, which, you know, I know we've, um, you know, done a pretty good job of that lately. I think I've beat the Colts the last nine times I played them. So it was great to win in India. Turns out that horseshoe on their helmets isn't as lucky as it seems, which really sucks for them, but not for us. So it was a great win. <laughs> it's been a lucky horseshoe <laughs> for you. Maybe you should take it off their helmet and maybe you're carrying it around. Maybe send it out to Peyton, give me a decal or something. It still holds that same feeling, huh? Even in a, in a Bucks uniform. You know, it's it's great to beat the Colts always. I mean, I've had obviously quite a history with them. You know, I loved when Peyton was there. It was it was pretty tough to beat him when Peyton was there when he was their quarterback. Um, you know, Carson, who's their quarterback now, I think was in kindergarten Peyton's rookie season. So that tells you how long <laughs> this has been going back for. But uh, it was good. I we've had kind of quite a few coaches on our staff that were a part of the Colts organization for a long time, like Clyde Christensen and Tom Moore and. Even BA coach Peyton there. So I said, listen, don't everyone get teary-eyed after we beat these guys. I don't want any, you know, sadness. Don't feel like there's uh anything to be sad about after we win this game. And our ended up being a really hard fought game. Our defense played great, got the ball for us there in the second half a couple times. Antoine Winfield made one of the plays of the year. Leonard four net with four tutties. Um <laughs> It was a, a great win coming from behind down 10 there to start the second half. And we needed it. We got to start playing better for 60 minutes. But uh, in the end, it's good to get to eight and three. Good to be talking to you on a Monday after winning two straight. Now we got to win three straight. We got to go on the road to Atlanta. So it should be a really fun week for prep. And the season just gets bigger and bigger. The games, there's fewer of them. The games are bigger. The opponents are tougher. Um, the identification of what the team is, is a little more pronounced week after week after week. And, um, did you, know, you this say is identity? I did say identity. <laughs> Stedman would be proud. And, uh, identity? that's what we're trying to figure out as well, too. <laughs> you mentioned your coach, Bruce Arians and being sentimental. He certain he certainly didn't sound too sentimental after the game. Here's what he had to say about Vita Vea losing a tooth. Listen to this one, Tom. No, I don't care. You know, you've got 30 other ones. <laughs> Only Vita. Only Vita. How about Vita gets blocked, takes a helmet to the tooth, and it's gushing blood. And uh, I see him after the game. He's got a big smile. And I love Vita. Vita and I grew up actually in the same area, in the San Francisco Bay Area. He grew up just south of San Mateo. So he and I have a great connection. He was a stud. You see him play running back. That's when he was really dangerous, not a D-line, but when he was a running back, he was a beast. Wow. But how about your coach's comments? I mean, uh, do guys laugh at that like we do, or do they say, gee, Manise, good Lord, have a little bit of sympathy for what we're doing out here, Coach? Come on. This hurts. Uh, we, ha we have fun with it. We have fun with it. He, he <laughs> wouldn't say anything that he doesn't say to us, so I think we're, we're all cool with it. He's having a good time with it, and uh, we have a good time, man. We, we have a great time winning. Uh, we have a great time, you know, enjoying those wins like we did yesterday. And um, and now we're back to work getting ready on our next opponent, which is another tough one. So we'll keep having fun and keep trying to win games. We've talked about Howard Cosell before on this show. Bruce Arians is Howard Cosell. Telling it like it is. I beg of you, please. Telling it like it is. Let me tell Love you that. that we are brought to impression. you by the Golden Nugget Casino .com. 
now <laughs> online in Michigan and New Jersey. Play your favorite online slots, table games like blackjack, roulette, and so much more. Over 700 games to choose from, only at GoldenNuggetCasino.com. Tom, we get so used to seeing this with you. Um, your 37th career win when you were down by double digits. Um, the whole country is just used to seeing this calm, cool, collected guy in the final two, three minutes of the game. How do you remain in that state? Is that something you train your mind for? Um, is it just ingrained and natural at this point? How have you gotten to that point where you're so unflustered and it just seems so at ease? I think first is a confidence in my teammates. And I've been here long enough now, a year and a half, where seeing us down doesn't phase me. Um, because at that point, you're down, you know what got you down. And you know what they're going to do in order to keep you down. And that's where you got to throw the counter punch. So we did that yesterday. Again, it took a whole team effort. And I think we all had to stay really poised and really resilient. And it's just, you know, sometimes when you get down, it can go from bad to worse. But our team hasn't really shown that. Maybe once last year where it was bad and it went bad to worse. But that hasn't happened much. Um, you know, there's games where we haven't played great, but we're going to be in every game. We have a lot of mental toughness and that game yesterday was good for our mental toughness. So you don't mind those games because they build character. They build who you are. They build a mental toughness. And, uh, you know, yeah, you'd like to win every game by 50 points, but that's not the reality. You get down, you get beat up a little bit and you fight on and you fight back. And we did that. And a guy who's fought back, uh, Gronk. Uh, you hooked up with him seven times yesterday, 123 yards uh, receiving. He's back in full force. Jim, seven times I hooked up with Gronk. That sounds like every girl on spring break here in Daytona Beach. You can't use that word. So, yes, we connected seven times <laughs> for 123 yards. He's uh, He's a freak. You know, I think for me, it's funny. I pride myself on being nutritious and treat my body like a temple. And here's Gronk. He's he's a machine. He puts anything into, you know, his any preservative. And it's it's obviously so effective. It's like kind of pisses me off that I'm sitting here counting almond intake and he's, you know, wolfing down peanut butter and jelly sandwiches like they're going out of style. But that's him. That's what makes him who he is. Maybe we should get him into Mastro's. I think we should. That's a great plan. He would love Absolutely. some of those. We're going to send Gronk over to Mastro's, him and his gang. There's a lot of nutrition over there, and he can woof it all down because we're brought to you, as we have been for a long time, by Mastro's Steakhouse. A trip to Mastro's is a culinary adventure. Experience the good life with handcrafted cocktails. Both of those things speak really well to uh, Gronk. Uh, exceptional steaks, he loves those. <laughs> and the freshest seafood. You can visit Mastro's.com for locations and reservations. Dinner's on us. Right, Tom? It's on us, like it always is. I don't think my friends have paid for meals much the last 20 years, so let's keep it that way. <laughs> well, we got a special guest for you. Uh, this was a big weekend, and let's bring in somebody who's really going to make you happy because you got a lot of joy this weekend in seeing Coach Jim Harbaugh of Michigan beat Ohio State. First time that he has been able to do it as the head coach, and it's been a long time for the Wolverines, and they were victorious. Coach, thanks so much for joining us. Great to have you on here on Let's Go. Yeah! Let's go, Let's go baby! 
The Wolverines are back. And uh, I said earlier, it was one of the great days in college football I can ever remember just watching. You know, it was a perfect Ann Arbor day. The snow was falling down. That field was big. Johnny, our old equipment coach, you say rain, blood, shit or mud, boys. We're getting out there and we're playing Michigan football. <laughs> and that was a good old Michigan ass kicking. So it was so fun for us to be watching and so happy for the seniors. So happy for Coach Harbaugh, what he's done to the program. So it gave us all a lot of joy on the weekend. So thanks a lot, Coach. Well, thanks, Tom. Congratulations on uh, on your big win over the weekend, too. It was, uh, it was a glorious weekend. Bo Schembechler, uh, my coach, uh, used to say it's, it's everybody's duty for everybody in the state of Michigan to beat Ohio State. And uh, to, have, to have accomplished that, uh, our, our players, uh, you know, they were, cha- they were channeling on number 10, Tom Brady, no question <laughs> about it. And uh, it's, a, it's, a, it's something that I know I'm going to remember until they throw dirt over, over top of me. It was such a throwback win because it was the physical team was winning and it was such a Big Ten style of football. And I think what I loved about it, too, which was so great, like the rivalries when the teams are good, there's nothing like those college football rivalries. And I just was watching that screen going, you know, 112,000 people in the stands. And, you know, even in pro football, you don't get that same type of rivalry, you know, and I think there's you know, what I saw after the game in the tunnel is, you know, kind of fun and it's the rivalry, but that's really how you feel. You know, it's amazing to be a part of those games and you just have this intense, it's not a hatred of the people. It's just the colors and the mascot and, you know, the people are the people, but it's just, (laughs) we stand for one thing, they stand for another. And it's, man, it's, it's, it's as good as it gets. So it was amazing. uh, Just a great thing to watch. Well, no question. I mean, we all, we talk about it a lot around here. Um, you, know, you talk about 365 days in a year and every day matters, but they only count 13 or 14 or 15 of them, 12 regular season ones that count. And as you know, in the rivalry, one counts the Ohio State-Michigan game. You know, that day counts as, as much as the other 11 games and even a little bit more. So uh, uh, really proud of our guys for – for making that one count. Yeah. Coach, when you see the joy that Tommy has and you get to experience the joy of what happened on the field uh, uh, and everybody, uh, Juwan Howard hugging you, yeah. the students, the alumni, your own players in the locker room, can you can you kind of explain what that's like to, to have that experience now for the first time? Uh, and I would even say, I mean, yeah, it's, it's – uh, it's that, I mean, to get a text from Tom Brady, you know, after, after the game, uh, John Madden, I got a text from John Madden, you know, talking about how much he loves the offensive line. Uh, and he's, he thought our <laughs> offensive line played as, as well as, as any offensive line. And then also Jim, uh, you know, in the mail now, I'm, I'm getting hundreds of letters and there's some are emails, some are texts, but I mean, physically going through hundreds of letters and there's uh the guys that played back in the 60s, um, comparing that game in 2021 to the 1969 game. And for any of us kids that, that grew up in the, in the 70s or you know, played in the 80s, even the 90s and the 2000s, uh, around here, you know, the 69 game uh, is referred to as, 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 as a seminal win, you know, where the titanic plates uh, – you know, shifted 
And, uh, you know, to have, have them compare the 2021 20, game to that 1969, uh, it leaves me without words. I think about that game too, coach. And I was, you know, fortunate to be a part of that rivalry, you know, in five games I played against them and we won the first three, which were all really great wins. And then I lost one the first year I started, we were at the horseshoe. We got beat by a really good team that day in Ohio state. And I won my fifth year as a senior at home in the big house. And it was like, I feel so great for those seniors because you go out with that victory, you know? And I think when you have, you put so much into it. I think all of us athletes, and I was thinking about this the other day, you know, when you lose a game, whether you're a high school football coach, you're a college football coach, you're a pro football coach, you're the wife of a college football coach, you're the mom of a high school, you know, player, everybody feels the same. It sucks. It just (laughs) sucks losing. And to see the joy from winning that game for the seniors who will never get a chance to beat that team again, you know, it'd be hard for me to imagine going that long, you know, and not having that chance. And I think those guys, what I saw, I think with the joy in that stadium and the crowd rushed the field and I got a, I had a little future Wolverine, my son, Jack sitting on the uh, bed with me as I was jumping around and we were wrestling on the bed and, I said, that's where you're going to be. You're going to be in the big house someday. You're going to be the starting quarterback <laughs> for Michigan. And my wife was like, just let him be what he wants to be, for God's <laughs> sakes. You know, so it's just, well, uh, it, was, it was a great day for our family. There was. And I, and I appreciate you, Tom. I mean, I uh, uh, appreciate you, you getting back to me earlier in the week. You know, as I, as I texted you, I just, I just noticed about our team that, um, you know, they, they play their best when they play loose and they play with joy and they play with gusto. And, um, and you know, who better to to text and ask, you know, how do you best do that? And you gave me you gave me tremendous advice. And uh, and then to see our, our players go out there and, and play with that kind of joy and that kind of gusto from from the first snap uh, to the end of the game uh, was a tremendous feeling. And as you said, I mean, there's there's so many people on a team. I mean, there's the new there's the new players, the J.J. McCarthy's and Donovan Edwards and Junior Colson's. Uh, Rod, Rod Moore that come into your team and they give you a great lift of, of energy and perspective. New staff members that came onto our, uh, our staff this year and contributed mightily. And, um, and then there's, I call them the foundation. They're all the guys that were here last year or here in 2020, 21, or uh, 19 and 18, and some all the way to 2015. Cade McNamara, uh, Dax Hill, guys like that who really who really stayed, stuck it out, didn't just quit or flinch or fold at the at the first whiff of adverse circumstances and produced. Uh, and then, as you guys, as you say, the seniors, that committed group, that group that's been through the most, been through the most work, been through been through some injury, been through uh, some disappointment, uh, had somebody uh, maybe start over them or. Eh, all the things, but to come back and, and, and produce and do it when there's the most on the line, you know, for the team, I mean, uh, that group. And then the last group, I call them the ones. They're the ones that without them, none of this is possible. And uh, Aiden Hutchinson, Hassan Haskins, Andrew Vistardis, Brad Hawkins, Josh Ross, uh, Jake Moody, our kicker, uh, you know, that group, Andrew Stuber, Ryan Hayes, Brad Robbins, 
Without them, we're not where we are. I mean, guys that literally uh, were willing and did take the team, put them on their backs, like taking a locomotive that's going in one direction, lift it onto their backs, physically turn it in the opposite direction and start pushing. And then the rest of us jump on and start pushing as well. I mean, uh, yeah. something, something you know as the greatest player of all time, and it's not even close. You've completely lapped the field. Uh, you've always been willing to do and know how to do. Uh, but to see, you know, young guys that are uh, 21, 22 years old be able to do that, it's, uh, it, was, it was tremendous to be a part of. Yeah. So much resolve, you know, like you said, and I think it's, uh, you know, you're a college football player and, you know, you to make it five years at a program like Michigan or four years, you know, shows tremendous competition. I chose Michigan because I felt it was a long way from home, you know, and I needed to grow up and I needed to leave kind of the comfy confines yeah. of my California roots and the, the comfortability of, you know, having my parents close. And then I, I went to a school that challenged me in every way. And it was the biggest stage. And I went to the big house on my visit and I saw my name up there on the screen when I walked in there for the first time. And I knew where I wanted to go to school because I wanted to grow up and be a man. And the saying was, as it still is today, those who stay will be champions. Mm -hmm. And I became a champion at Michigan. I learned how to be a champion at Michigan. I learned how to win and compete on state street before I ever stepped into the big house. And if I was going to be the best, I wanted to beat the best. And I competed against some of the best quarterbacks that in that school, Brian Greasy, who led our team to a national championship. I learned how to compete by competing against him. And there was a lot of great players that I played with. And, um, you know, I have so many great memories that taught me so much. And I think when I looked at that team on, on Saturday, I thought that's what, that's what this program's all about. You know, it's, you know, it's getting great players who are committed to the team and then playing your best in the biggest moments. And I, I really am excited about your game this weekend. The format's changed a little bit. You know, it used to be when you beat Ohio State, man, the, you yeah. were going to your bowl game. And now you got all this other championship stuff for all the money and the, whatever it is, you know, to satisfy all the sponsors and so forth. Um, <laughs> but beating Ohio State was pretty good for, for, for me. So what an incredible season for you. And one loss to Michigan state, which was a hell of a hard fought game there. Um, but you know, if the best is ahead for this team, they just got to do it again. So that's what it's all about. Keep going. That's what it's about. And as, you know, just, as you said that, I mean, I went to high school in California too, and, uh, and then went back to Michigan and I remember people talking about, well, it's a really hard school, you know, it, it's really cold, you know, you're gonna have to, you know, throw balls, uh, there'll be icicles hanging off of them and all that. And, uh, you know, when you, just when you were saying that, I mean, this, the, the, the picture that comes into my head is, is uh, and you know this, I mean, you're the, the ultimate man in the arena. Uh, but John F. Kennedy, you know, uh, on the steps of Rice University in August of 1962, you know, saying we're going to put a man on the moon in this decade. And we do it uh, not because it's easy, but because it is hard. And uh you know, that's, that's, that's what I think of um, uh, whenever I watch you play, whenever I watch you play. Uh, and I saw that in, in our team uh, um, last Saturday. So yeah. uh, appreciate coach, you. We, go, go blue. We you, love coach. you here, Tom. Love you there, coach. coach. We appreciate your time. You.
Appreciate it, Coach. Best of luck going forward in the playoffs and against Iowa this week. We'll all be watching, and thanks for joining us here on Let's Go. Well, you know, I think you're one of the all-time greats too, Jim. Thanks so much, Coach. means a lot coming for you. Really appreciate it. That was really special for him to join us, Tom. Uh, I know that you're a certain point of your life where probably much doesn't move you uh, in the sports world, that you're watching everything, taking in great accomplishments by others, but this really seemed to hit you this weekend, didn't it? Yeah, it did. I think because it brought back many emotions that I've had about being in that game and, and just remember my family being there and see what it meant to see the big house full and all the people watching, you know, it's just an amazing thing. Sports just do that to people and they bring us together. And even though, uh, you know, it, and I, it's, it's difficult. It's, it's, it's an interesting rivalry. When I saw that, how, how hard the Ohio state players took it, it was hard for me to watch that too. Cause I know it's equally the same when I think that's what makes a great rivalries. Yeah. You relish being the victor. And at the same time, you do have a little compassion for, for, you know, the team that doesn't win because that's what makes great rivalries, you know? And I think that mutual respect between great programs, great competitors, cause it's not competition. If one team always wins, you know, it's like, I always think how tough are they? You beat them all the time. You know, it's, it's good competition. Well, it's not a rivalry and it, and, and it was not starting to slip away a bit. Yeah. It did. And I think what I, what I appreciate was, I hope that means that one year your team wins and maybe the next year, and maybe you go two in a row or three in a row, but it shouldn't be eight in a row or it shouldn't be, you know, whatever it was 15 of 16 or something like that. I mean, you should, it should go back and forth. And uh, that's what I'm hoping that game brings just because it's so great for college football. It's so great for the spectators. And um, you know, it's just a really fun weekend to watch, watch college football. Final thought from your perspective, not from the university or for the kids on the team. Was it more important in your mind to beat Ohio State and have that for those kids or to now move on and win against Iowa and then go on and, and play for a national championship and win? Wow, that's a, it's a man, that's a hypothetical question. That's hard to answer because I played in the national championship. I didn't play. I was on the team in 1997. We won a national championship. Being Ohio State was what it was all about. I mean, every workout we had in the summer and in the winter was about beating one team so beating Ohio State what it's all about there's a great state rivalry in Michigan State yeah we love beating Notre Dame and you know Notre Dame would it didn't mean that much to me when I was there we we always felt like we were going to kick their butts um but Ohio State was the one that it was all about and uh happy we were able to do it this this last Saturday and I was very fortunate to be a part of some great great games there and uh some of the best memories of my life was being in that game so grateful to be a part of it. That's Tom Brady. I'm Jim Gray. Our show is Let's Go. We're brought to you by USAA Insurance. We're dedicated to helping the military community protect what they've worked hard for with insurance that meets their high standards. Get the coverage you deserve. USAA Insurance. USAA. Much more with Tom Brady when we return on Let's Go on Sirius XM.
This is Adam Shine, host of the Adam Shine Podcast. Here to tell you, you can listen to my podcast all year round. I'll give you my NFL picks against the spread, give you fantasy advice all season long, while being joined by the best guests in all of sports. He's Aaron Rodgers of the Green Bay Packers. This is what I expect. You know, I expect to play well every year. We release episodes of the Adam Shine Podcast every week. Subscribe today wherever you stream your podcast or listen on the SXM app, included with most subscriptions. The Adam Shine Podcast. Welcome back to Let's Go. As we continue with Tom Brady, I'm Jim Gray. Let's Go is brought to you by Ring. <laughs> Let's hope that Ring isn't have that quite of a delayed reaction when they're responding to an emergency in your home. <laughs> Thank God Snake, Snake Hagen is not manning the boards over there at Ring. Protect your house like the best with the award-winning <laughs> Ring Alarm Security System. You can score a special offer. Ring is Ring is not having snake man the boards when you call. You can get a special award by going to ring.com forward slash let's go. That's ring.com forward slash let's go. And you know what? Ring.com, you should be happy that Snake screwed this up so much because everybody will pay attention to this now, right, Tommy? (laughs) I agree. Thank you, Snake. Again, Snake's the man. And the jokes continue here on Let's Go, Tom. Uh, Your guy, Julian Edelman, he's become a full-time comedian. He was on the Manning cast on ESPN with Peyton and Eli last week. Uh, Here's what he had to say that you were talking to Gronk about uh, uh, as the game got out of hand and the Giants uh, were 20 points behind. Uh, I guarantee Gronk saying like, yo, Tom, like, I don't think I'm like quite ready. Like my, my lungs hurt a little bit. I, I, I need like two more, two more days of practice and I'll be there, babe. And, and Gronk and Tom's probably looking at him like, babe, I thought you did well today. You know, you know we, we got to keep it going. We got to get it better. You know, like we, I, I could have got you on that one, but then I, I didn't get you on there. But I, babe, you did. You looked great. Tom's like the ultimate confidence guy. So is that about how it went? That is amazing. That's amazing. I It's so funny. And you know what? I think he's right on. I think he's right on. Usually I tell Julian to stick to his day job or something like this. I don't even think he has a day job, though. So he's <laughs> uh, he was pretty right on with that conversation. He's always mimicked me pretty well, mimic, mimic Gronk pretty well, mimic Belichick pretty well over the years. And now that he's got a platform to do it, I mean, it's it's he's doing a good job of it. I mean, he he basically pretended to be Wes Welker his whole career. So what can he do? <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's very good. That's pretty good. Well, that leads us into uh, some questions from our fans. And uh, we always have this segment, uh, Hello Haters. Uh, didn't get oh, to God. it uh, last week with uh, Oprah. Who we yeah, I'm glad so we didn't put that on, on with, with us. I'm glad we didn't put that on the Oprah segment. She didn't. She doesn't deserve to hear these. No, no, and you really don't either. But uh, all right, Tom. This one comes in from at I like glucose smack too, and oh he says, "I bet you suck at golf. Um, <laughs> I bet you suck at golf. You have to suck at something. Oh, what exactly do you suck at?" <laughs> oh. I do suck at golf. I absolutely do. I think my handicap's like a like an eight or nine. Um, maybe like your IQ, like glucose smacks two. Uh, <laughs> I also suck at aging. 
and answering stupid questions like this one. So <laughs> anything else you got? Uh, yeah, actually, that was a pretty good answer. Um, <laughs> here's another one. Uh, if the early bird catches the worm, what does the late bird catch? <laughs> oh, God. Probably nothing. I mean, who said that, that nothing good happens after midnight? My dad said that, first of all. So I think you got to come up empty-handed. That's uh, You get frozen out. That's got to be the only place that that comes from. Don't want to be the late bird. All right. Um, how long do you think you'd last in a fight against a Wolverine? An actual Wolverine. <laughs> Not long. Pound for pound, the toughest animal on the planet. Pound for pound, the Wolverine. That's what we always felt like as Wolverines. And we sure showed it last weekend. Wow. Okay. I did not yeah. know that. All right. Let's take one more from the fans. Uh, well, this is, this is kind of interesting. Uh, if you had an imaginary friend, what would his name be? The man. The man. So do you have an imaginary guy? Do you have an imaginary friend? And is that, <laughs> is that guy the man in your head? And does he talk to you? think there's the man and there's always this little man right here this little man's always telling you something and they got a little man here and they're just they got to work it out between the two of them somewhere in there and then you're able to verbalize it so fred flintstone had a gazoo so you've got a gazoo going on both sides huh? <laughs> i got two of them i got two of them. We, i think we all got a little bit of that you got to work it out somewhere between the ears but it's usually the man who's trying to figure out what I got to say in between the years. I had a caddy who was with me in Scotland and I found the only tree on the golf course, the only tree. And after I hit my shot, the caddy turned to me with his big English accent. And he said, mate, it's a game of inches. And I kind of looked at him and I wanted to like choke this guy. Cause I just hit the tree. He said the most important ones in between your ears. <laughs> Ain't that the truth? It's always exists so right between of, your ears. A couple of the mans in between your ears. All right, yes, Tommy. As we continue here on Let's Go, any athlete's going to tell you it helps to work with an expert. For buying or refinancing a home, your expert is an independent mortgage broker. You can find one at findamortgagebroker.com. It's powered by United Wholesale Mortgage, LLC, Equal Housing Lender, NMLS, number 3038. It's licensed in all 50 states and the District of Columbia. That's findamortgagebroker.com. Powered by United Wholesale Mortgage. So now, Tom, it's on to Atlanta, uh, the team with your greatest triumph uh, ever. Uh, I'm sure we will catch that here pretty soon uh, on Man in the Arena. It's a few episodes away, uh, which is yep. going on ESPN+. Plus. Uh, how yep. often do you think back about the Falcons and, and reflect on uh, being down 28-3 to and, and being the source of perhaps the greatest comeback in, in, in professional team sports history? Yeah, that was an amazing moment one of the great games i've ever played in you know sometimes again i think that the great point about that is some of the greatest moments come from the you know when you're when you're up against the toughest situation you know and i think when you're up against the toughest situation allows you if you're able to overcome it some of the greatest memories and highlights of your life too so that was an amazing day uh, because the odds were so stacked against us I think the cool thing about that was 
we led for like 0.00 seconds in the whole game and still won, which is a pretty hard thing to do. So, And you couldn't even thing. celebrate because the referee told you, right, when you wanted to celebrate, he's not sure yeah. James White made it into the end zone and it's subject to review. Which I said that too because when I flipped it to James and I saw him and he squirted through there, I could tell it was close. And then the guy ran over to me right away and said, we got to look at this. We're looking at this. And I figured, oh, God, the last thing we need is, you know, 5,000 people on the field, drop confetti, and then where it's, you know, third and two inches or something like that from the two-inch yard line. So that was that was an, a, a crazy moment. And, you know, since then, played them a few more times. Got a lot of respect for that team, you know, really hard-nosed team. And now we're in the same division, so it takes on a totally different meaning to go from a team that you play – basically once every four years or maybe the opportunity of Super Bowl to a division rival. So it's a division rival game on the road has huge meaning to us in the standings and we got to go take care of business. So I'm excited to put the work in to see what we can go do. And I just want to take you back a few years ago to the end of that game. I ran out on the field to interview you for the radio and uh, I got within proximity of you a couple of yards and you looked over at me and you still had your game face on. And do you remember what you said? I don't know, to get the F off the field or something like that. Get the fuck off the field, Scratchy. And I said, <laughs> me? Just me? Or all the confetti too? <laughs> and you actually kind of broke a, a slight smile because it was yeah. fairly humorous. And you went it back was. into game mode and then you were finally informed he won the game. Let's Go is brought to you by FTX. Download the FTX app right now and get started in the crypto game. Tommy, I know it's Black Friday, Cyber Monday. Um, you're out there buying a bunch of stuff for everybody? Right, absolutely. It's that time of year. It's gift-giving season. Um, absolutely. Except the one thing is if I can't buy it in Bitcoin, I'm not buying it. You know I'm a crypto maniac. Scratchy! <laughs> crypto maniac. Maybe just the second portion. You love crypto. We know that. And you are a maniac. Tom, thanks so oh. much for your time. We appreciate it here on Let's Go, and we will talk to you next Monday night. All right. That's a deal. Talk to you guys later. Our thanks to our great producer, Dave the Snake Hagen, and our production assistant, Harris Fabishaw. Grateful for our sponsors, Mastro's, USAA, Ring, United Wholesale Mortgage, FTX, and GoldenNuggetCasino.com. Let's Go Podcast with Tom Brady was produced by 199 Productions in collaboration with Scratchy Productions. I'm Jim Gray. We'll talk to you again next week on Let's Go, right here on Sirius XM. Sirius XM Podcasts.